When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Brandon on Tour Trapcast with special co-host and four-time Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Brought to you by people who travel, people who love to travel, and all things travel. Two dollars and a Casio. After two podcasts, you're probably getting a better idea of who he is, but his co-host Mercedes is way cooler than him any day. That might not be what you want to hear. Damn! So keep packing your oversized carry-on, stop clapping and standing when the plane lands. Stupid idiots! And direct your attention to your Travelcast cruise directors. Now here they now here they Prepare the blast off! Ready to blast off! Knife switch, main switch on! Welcome, friends, to another edition of the Brenton on Tour Travel Cast. I guess we'll call it the Travel Cast now, as we're into, uh, I guess we're into episode four now. Hey, Mercedes. I guess we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. This is real. This is <laughs> it's it's a real thing, and this is uh, a very exciting uh, week for 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 me personally, but also. Uh, I have to hand it to my partner in crime here because we had the biggest week ever last week on the Brenton <laughs> ever. ever. It was the biggest coming out like Wednesday launch of an episode that I've had in all the episodes. Now I've only done round t- of applause. 20, yes. Round of applause, uh, Michael, please. Thank you. Um, that, uh, it was huge. It was, people really reacted to travel assholes and I, uh, and I guess I know why. I mean, I, I did a bit of a poll on Instagram about their favorite travel assholes and I got quite a lot. I had over 150 people, 200 people, I think, respond. And I just put up like 10 just because it was going to take up my whole day. But we had a lot of travel asshole response and the episode um, really blew up. So thank you all listening and thank you, Mercedes, for the time uh, on the travel assholes. It was really awesome. Thank you for having me. And I think everyone can relate. <laughs> it was pretty, uh, pretty awesome. So this particular week, uh, you're, uh, we've got a really awesome guest on who's gone through her own, you know, bit of anarchy over the last uh, week and a half with um, Sarah Ayers, who is married to David Ayers. And for those of you who aren't aware of what's been going on, David was pulled into the Toronto Maple Leaf game as an emergency backup for the Carolina Hurricanes and ended up beating them. And now their life has changed. So it's kind of crazy. He's the practically the mayor of, uh, of rally and uh, a, a, a little mini superhero for people around, uh, around the hockey world. And that's, uh, we're going to get to Sarah, his wife, because she has been in the background this whole time dealing with the anarchy and also the last minute travel stuff that I want to get into. And it's uh, quite a story that she told. So excited to share that with our listeners. You know, um, I want to get into your week, though, because you've been through your own anarchy. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been uh, awesome. It was the 10 year anniversary of 
the Vancouver 2010 games. Um, and we had so many events to go to. We had Olympic day at the Richmond oval. We had a big gala in Vancouver and we've also had, uh, events up in Whistler. So it's been fun. I've been wearing my Olympic clothes again, seeing past Olympians and friends. Uh, so it's been amazing. I love it. What's that like putting on your Olympic clothes? Are you like sentimentally attached to the winter clothes, to the Olympic clothes? Or are you like, man, I wish they were designed better because it's now, ten, <laughs> now it's 10 years later. Well, it's funny. I've just had like three or three different signings in Whistler. Um, and I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to put on a different coat for each one. There's not like a sentimental, I honestly, I think two of my four coats are in my parents' garage and I haven't touched them in years. I was wearing the wrong coat to all the 2010 um, anniversary stuff, but it was the one that looked cool, the coolest. And that was from uh, 2014. It's kind of like that, that Pendleton type coat with the toggles on the front. Did, they, so. did you take any shit for that? We're like, what are you doing? No, what? no. You just, you, if you're just wearing team Canada stuff, it's, it's okay. The 2010 stuff is like, <laughs> it's 10 years old. And so it's was old. your, was your travel day at that time through this time? Like, you know, I'm not talking about, in 2010, I'm just talking about this past week. Were you mostly downtown or were they running you all over the place? Um, I did like a bunch of up and down driving from Whistler to Vancouver um, and then out to the Oval. Um, but yeah, mostly downtown stuff and at the conference center. For our listeners abroad, what's that commute like from Whistler to Vancouver? It's about like an hour and a half, almost two hours, but it's on the Sea to Sky. So if you guys... Google that and see the views of the Tantalus range. I'm, I am in no way complaining about that drive. <laughs> and it's a hell of a drive now, especially with, um, you know, when the 2010 Olympics were announced, there was a whole bunch of infrastructure that had to go into the city. And that was, yeah, one. it's not, I say it's not as fun of a drive anymore. Cause it used to be a lot more windy and exciting and that, and it's a little, I mean, it's still windy for people that have never been on it, but, um, it's, it's easier to drive on for people for sure. What's your greatest takeaway from that 2010 Olympics for you? Oh, it's the crowd. Um, just watching Canada, like the whole country band together and cheer on the athletes. I've honestly never seen that before in my lifetime. And it just made me so proud to be Canadian for sure. Have you spoken to anybody that was part of the 88 in Calgary as far as the, di have, the yeah, difference so, between um, the two cities at the time? Because I feel like they're drastically different times, obviously, but drastically different kinds of celebrations yeah so i was giving a speech last week and i was like we have to keep telling the stories of how great it was so the next generations can appreciate how cool it is to have the olympics in canada and i spoke to someone that was in calgary and i was like are you guys still telling the stories of the games and they're like oh yeah like it still happens they're still telling the stories they have great legacies out there and like new sporting buildings and everything. So, um, that was really cool to hear, even uh, though they didn't want the 2026 games, which sucks, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly, I'll tell you what, what a, that there's a difference between the two cities. I just celebrated 15 years in Vancouver, um, mm -hmm. a couple of days ago, actually. Um, and, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, coming in in 2005 leading into the Olympics and then post Olympics, you know, there was the anarchy getting ready, but then the post, you know, infrastructure that was left in the city 
outside of maybe Olympic Village that had leaking light bulbs. But we'll get into that another time. But they had to do a serious, massive amount of infrastructure in the city that I can only comment on from you know being here 15 years. But the first five years they were getting ready, and then it and now everything's left here. And the Oval, I'm sure you're, you know, you're down at the Oval doing some stuff I saw, um, which has, you know, been turned into a massive facility of just, uh, it's jammed all the time. So it was really, really cool to see a city so vibrantly come, come alive and then what it did to the country. I, I mean, yeah. And to be a part of that, you know, must have been amazing. And to wear the wrong jacket on this week must have been equally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter. It's Team Canada. Once you're on Team Canada, you're, it doesn't matter. <laughs> What's happening for you uh, next right now? Next, uh, the week ahead before we move into uh, our, our guest, Sarah, here. Uh, this weekend coming up, I have a gala to go to. It's the Whistler Black Home Foundation Gala, raising funds for um, charities throughout the Sea to Sky here, which is very cool. So I'll be announcing there. Very excellent. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a blast for you up there, but you get to stay in Whistler and not having to come down to Vancouver. So uh, it's a little hometown gig for you now, which is great. Sleep in my own bed. That's nice. So it's time. Sarah Ayers, we're going to get to uh, Sarah. She joined us for a handful of minutes to talk about the anarchy that was in her world. I wanted to touch on last minute travel. Remember, friends, you got to be prepared uh, for anything. And Sarah is going to touch on what happens when you're not. So here goes our interview with Sarah Ayers. Three seconds left. Here's Clifford. Stopped by David Ayers. The Carolina Hurricanes surround him and defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. 6-3. I'm sure that sweater goes to the Hall of Fame. Number 90 will live on for the Carolina Hurricanes. 42 years of age. And there you have it, friends. The highlights of the madness of the last couple of weeks in our very special guest world, uh, Sarah Ayers, how are you today? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I got a bit of sleep last night, so I'm actually feeling pretty good today. It's been a bit of anarchy. Um, can you give the listeners a brief once over of what the hell's been going on with you and David the last uh, week and a half? Um, it's been nuts ever since he got called into the game. I, I honestly don't think we've stopped since. Um, the, we thought Sunday we'd just wake up everything, he'd go to practice and everything would be normal. But that's when all the interviews started. And next thing we knew, they were calling him, Carolina was calling him to get him out to Carolina. And then all of a sudden New York wanted him. So they had to get him out sooner. Um, and it, it really, it's just snowballed from all of that. We, uh, Mercedes and I have been touching on you know various travel topics. Obviously we touched on travel assholes. And last week we had uh, Sean Mathias on uh, to give us life as an NHL traveler. So, you know, you go with um, with what's going. And, and I wanted to do a series, uh, a little bit of informative on some of the other things that people talk about in travel. And that is last minute travel. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that uh, that whole run was extremely last minute all the way around for everybody, um, <laughs> which is just crazy. So I just thought uh, we should get you on because uh, you're, you know, you're in the, the background holding this glue together. And I just, uh, I'm very curious how that all went for you. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a, the last three weeks ago, we, Dave and I decided we were going to maybe head to Florida last minute kind of thing, catch a leaf game in Florida. And then we decided against it. So I went, got all my passport stuff done because it was out of date. We got married. So I hadn't changed my name on my passport yet. 
Um, and it was one of those things, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And I got the pictures taken. Um, my girlfriend filled out all the information for the guarantor. Everything was done. And then I lost the pictures. Um, so then I was like, oh, again, I'll get around to it. It'll happen when it happens. And Dave kept bugging me. And he's like, did you get it done? Did you get it done? And I'm like, no, no, it'll be fine. And then he got the call to go to Carolina. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Like I should have a couple days to get a passport. They didn't want him there until Tuesday. And this was Saturday night. I guess they had said they wanted him in Carolina for Tuesday. So I thought, uh, it, it, it's going to be tight, but there's that 24 hour window where you can get an emergency one. And then they wanted him in New York. And then the fear came over me that this isn't going to happen. I, he's leaving to New York Sunday night. I had a lot of tears because, um, we do spend an awful lot of time together, but I am also the one that makes sure, like you said, I, I make sure everything runs smoothly, kind of. So knowing he was going to go out there, I wasn't going to have any control. I'm, I'm not a control freak, but I wasn't going to be able to help him once he left my vehicle and hopped on that plane um, was nerve wracking for me. So I was lucky enough. We got everything done. Like I was in a shopper's drug mart at 10 o'clock on Sunday night, getting my photos done, raced over to my best friend's house to have her fill out um, my information um, on the back of the passport photos. And then I was, I got down to the passport office right before it opened and the lineup was insane. And I was doing phone interviews over the, in, while I was in the lineup, people recognized me while I was in the lineup, which was really, really odd for me. But, um, I might have, when I got up to the kiosk said to the lady, listen, this is my deal. This is what's happening. I have a flight booked for Carolina first thing tomorrow morning. I need this. Like I need it yesterday. And she said, um, as long as they went and asked a lot more, um, for references, sorry, they need a lot more references because of it being so last minute. Um, and I called all my girlfriends and friends up. Um, and the other thing I didn't know is I had my stepdad last time as my reference and you can't do that anymore. Like they want zero family relation. My mother-in-law, nobody could be. Oh, that. So and your references have to be no family at all. No family. Yeah. So take note people. Yeah. No, no family, no family at all. <laughs> like I have, I've got a couple of my clients. One of them's a probation officer and I was like, okay, she's going down for sure. The other one was a real estate agent. And then I had a couple of my girlfriends doing it. Um, they had called me because I thought they'd just be like, Oh, do you know, Sarah? Yes. Where does she live? Basic questions, but no, they wanted to know my hair color, my eye color, how long my hair was. Do I wear my hair in a ponytail often? My middle name, like they, they were intense with it. And I don't think things have gotten um, more strict. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mercedes, so have you ever gone, ready. Mercedes, have you ever gone through something like this? Ever? No. Like, like the panic, like the panic of like, oh, you got to go. You got to go. No, I have two passports. I have a Canadian one and an English one. So I kind of flip flop in between. <laughs> no anarchy. So no, no. So then no, she, she's probably organized person too. Where oh, I don't that know organized. about that. No, I, I, I appreciate the 10 years on the passport now. Yes. Oh, yeah. so I, there was nowhere now. after this. I was doing five years. Yeah. Okay. So you're at the, the the line up there and were they like calling people right in front of you no they weren't they told me to leave and so I had to drive from Bowmanville to Markham to go do this so they told me to go home I came home and packed my stuff up got ready and just in my mind I was already heading to Carolina kind of thing like I wasn't putting any negative spin on this isn't happening in my mind it was done it was a sealed deal 
all my um, references called me and they're like, Kate, they called, this is what they wanted to know. Everything's done. And they actually did it within probably two hours of me leaving there. So yeah, they told me, so I was at the office at eight 30 in the morning and they told me they would hear, I would hear by 12 if there was any problems. So two and what o'clock, time was they your said, flight? Uh, my flight was um, eight o'clock at night that night. Oh, okay. So what are we Monday night? Um, so yeah. And my dad, my dad worked for Air Canada. He was a pilot for Air Canada. So he was rushing to try to figure out what he could do for me. And oh we still have, even though he's retired, we still go on family passes. We can get a family, like a, we go standby. What so, a life. <laughs> oh, I was so excited because oh I was God. like, sweet, I'm going on standby. It's going to be super cheap. Well, he forgot to change my last name with Air Canada. So I was under my maiden last name and it takes 72 hours. So it cost me about $800 more (laughs) to get to Carolina than it would have. But yeah, it was, it was fine. Sarah, did they fly you down or did you guys have to pay your way to get down there? They're like, Hey, we're going to, you just come down. We got you, but you got to get here. No, they, um, they, the arrangement was they were going to fly both of us down. So they flew Dave down. Um, but because I went afterwards, I wasn't going to ask them to fly me down. So I was, that was my own mistake. And again, so it Canadian. bit me in the butt. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah exactly. <Canadian> of you. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so, um, I paid my way down. They, they held us like paid for the hotel, everything down there. We didn't, we hardly spent any money down there. And then they flew us home. Yeah. If there's any lesson learned. Oh, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we actually had a layover in JFK for two hours that became four hours. And then it went to five hours. And then our flight was canceled because the weather coming into Toronto was horrible on Thursday. And we were, we were freaking out because we had to be at the hockey hall of fame for first thing Friday morning. And so we didn't know what we were going to do. We were considering renting a car and driving from New York City home. We were trying to weigh out all the different options. And because it was canceled due to weather, they don't compensate you for that. Like they won't put you up. Delta won't put you up. That's who we flew with. Delta wouldn't put you up in a hotel or anything. Like no that was way. out of that's pocket. Like, yeah. No, that's like no that's way. the most annoying part of travel. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we can't fly. Also, we're not going to put you up. So just good luck with everything. Oh yeah. And it's horrible because there was a lady in front of me and her mother's dying and she was living in California. Her mother's dying in North York and she was rushing to get out to see her mother. Um, and her flight got canceled. Yeah. And so then she had to pay for another flight. They were flying her from JFK to Atlanta back to Toronto, um, the very next (laughs) day. And she had to, she had to pay for a hotel for the night, like in New York city, like you're not getting a cheap hotel in New York city. So it's, it's frustrating. If that was me, I would have camped out in the hotel the, or the airport the entire night. I have, I have done that. Oh. I've slept on many floors in the airport. <laughs> like I slept in the Toronto airport on that marble. When you get in like behind the kiosks. Yeah. It's not pretty, oh, but it happens. Oh goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. Right. Like exactly. Exactly. Well, and then, and I'm like, I'm totally like, well, I'm really just going to be sleeping in a bed for like five hours. So why don't I just lay up here? (laughs) Camp out on the marble. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like it was like the ultimate last minute. Like this is just the, there's the story of what happened to both of you, like to David and going down and all the madness that goes with it. But then there's your story, which is the one that I was extremely interested in as well, because I mean, it's just anarchy, right? Like you Mm -hmm. guys, how, how much press did you do? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? 
<sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Oh, so him alone, I'm actually glad I didn't go to New York because I think it would have put me over the edge um, because the Tuesday when we were there, I believe we did, it was around 16 or 17 interviews on the Tuesday, the Monday he had 26 interviews. And then it was in between places, you're getting phone calls and you're trying to, you're trying to get it all in order. And the poor guy would get off the phone with one and then a phone's being handed to him two seconds later. And he doesn't know who you're talking to. I had family saying, Oh my God, I saw you on TV. And I'm like, what was it? What channel was it? What, who was it for? Cause I just don't remember any of it. There is one where they came to the house right before I was taking off to leave and we squeezed it in and they interviewed uh, myself, the kids. And I'd really like to see that one, but I can't remember who it was that came here. <laughs> and so, yeah, even now, like it's, He's got a lot of engagements now. We're flying out to Saskatoon on Friday for the weekend. Um, he's doing a hockey game out there and then uh, a lacrosse game. Uh, Saskatchewan Rush lacrosse game, I think he's, he's doing some stuff for. So, yeah, Sarah, so. You're getting, Sarah, you're getting flown to all the hot spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that L.A. call to come in. This is Canada, friends. This is Canada. <laughs> there's an old saying. There's an old saying uh, in the music industry anyways, when you get a big, when you get a hit on the radio and it's that you're too famous for the bus, but you don't have enough money for a cab. Oh, so, yeah. This is, so this is crazy. Mercedes, have you ever had to, had to do that much press? Uh, in a day, what's the what's your press uh, what's your press number? Like that was just anarchy. We did. We just had the the ten year anniversary of the games, and John Furlong announced to everyone with no one knowing about the bid for twenty thirty, and I happened to be the only athlete there, <laughs> and that was a little bit of chaos. And it was the same <laughs> feeling, like, thank you for all the interviews, and yes, everyone's seeing me on TV, but like on every channel in Canada. So I I feel you on like cool I don't know where to look and I don't know what time yeah. it's going to be on so like it's out there yeah. I hope I said yeah. something good <laughs> this is Sarah uh, Sarah this is uh, just obviously your first time with the press and all the, all the madness so you got it you, you're part of this whole thing too how was uh, do you find that you uh, are now coming out of this experience going okay I'm a seasoned traveler now uh, through this anarchy because I don't know what you did before obviously you're you're you, you did Air Canada and all these other things before, yeah. but are you now a more seasoned last minute traveler now? Like, are you ready for anything um, now? You can do this. You can do this. No problem now. Or what would you pass on to people for advice when it comes to this kind of uh, last minute -ness? Yeah. So last minute, the way that we work is we always have, we always do carry on for the most part. Um, so our backpacks are always beside our beds. Like we'll empty them as soon as we get home and they sit beside our beds until something happens because we're spontaneous. Like Dave will say, do you want to go here? And we'll pack up and we'll go to somewhere in the States sort of thing. So he's taught me how to pack light and how to pack well. Um, 
I normally will get him to kind of roll my, my clothes up and do all that stuff and do the checklist. I have to check my bag about 50 times because even this time we got to Carolina and I realized I don't have enough clothes and I didn't even bring underwear. So it was awesome. <laughs> and, and of course we had no time to go to the mall or anything. So I'm like, ah, it is what it is. But in regards to, I was lucky enough that I had a ride to the airport. My mom drove me to the airport and we did all that. I am a very bad flyer. Um, even with my dad um, being a pilot before, we used to go on um, layovers with him all the time. I, I don't fly very well. So this was my first time flying by myself. And the poor man, he's, he's suffering. He's stage four prostate cancer. And I had him on the phone with me, walking me through, okay, checking my, getting my boarding pass and doing all that. Like, okay, what do I do now? Where do I go? Because I've relied on my husband so much to do everything for me when we get to the airport. Like I just follow him. He tells me what to do. He's like, Oh, take off your belt going through customer or going through security. So I don't think of any of that stuff. And this was a huge eye opener to me. And I, I have a little bit of anxiety in crowds and everything like that. And I'm always scared. I'm going to screw up and do something stupid. So I'm always cautious of, but I'm more so cautious of the way I act and not what's going on around me. So I don't pay attention to it. And this was a massive, massive eye opener to be like, uh, there's a world that goes on and you need to pay attention to things because if I have to get somewhere, I've got to do it or on my own. I'm, I'm accountable. Right. So like I'm a grown adult. I'm, I'm a couple of years away from 40. So this is, uh, I should be knowing how to do this stuff by now. Did you make it to the right gate? <laughs> I did, but I only did because my dad, and that's the only reason, like I got in there and it, I was stumped. Like I see all these little kiosks and I'm like, okay, I know I'm flying Air Canada, but where do I have to go? And the worst part of all of it was they dropped me off two and a half hours before my flight. So I'm sitting there bored out of my skull and I'm like, I'm going to respond to everybody on Twitter, on Facebook, text messages, everybody. I'm going to do it right now. And I'm sitting there, my head in my phone, I got my battery pack uh, hooked up to my phone and all I hear is um, final boarding call to rally. If you're going to rally, you should be on this plane. And I, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know how I missed every other call before that. I was the first person sitting there <laughs> at the gate. <laughs> I, yeah, so I you were in, you were in the Twitter zone. <laughs> oh, yeah, there, there was no waking me from that one. So I was actually Air Canada Express, I think, where you load from the runway. And oh. I'd rather a big plane. I <laughs> The little planes kind of scare me. I've learned, though, that the little planes do a lot better in turbulence than the big planes do. So that was that was good. But I was sandwiched beside another guy um, and I felt so bad for him because I was drenched in sweat. I was like I was a hot mess coming in there. Like <laughs> I had my bags, my jacket, everything on my lap. And then I have my anxiety when we take off. And my first thing I, I want to reach over and grab his hand and just hold his hand as we're taking <laughs> off because that's what I do with Dave all the time. But. It was fine. It was fine. It worked out. I had Bob Seeger playing in the in my ears, so I was good. Question on your uh, Twitter commitment, uh, you know, by almost missing the gate, but how many new Twitter followers did you get by responding to everybody? Um, so the day of the, the game, I had 1,300 followers, I think. Um, and now I think it's up, I think it's 20, it's either 19,000 or 20,000 now. Like it's, it's intense. I can't respond now to everybody. I tried my hardest now. Um, if somebody has messaged me and I see that they've had um, a, a kidney transplant or something along those lines, I will reach out right away and I will say something right away to them, like thanking them for messaging me and that. But um, it's hard because now we've got 
um, there's producers that are messaging through Twitter. There's agents that are messaging through Twitter. So it's really hard to try to weed out that stuff and, and figure it out. Cause there, there's a lot there and you just, you don't know who to go with. And of course. It's overwhelming. Like I'm trying to do all his local stuff and take care of all of his local stuff. Um, I have a home business and I've had to tell everybody I'm taking a, at least a three week hiatus from it just in order to do all this. And the poor kids, the, the kids are dying to see us and it's only been a week and we've only had a little bit of FaceTime with them. So Mercedes, any advice for Sarah? I mean, obviously you make a ton of appearances a year for team Canada. Plus you do a lot of charity work and all the rest of it. Any advice on how to wrangle the madness? I mean, well, I don't have a significant other kids, so it's just me. But um, don't forget to take time for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. that's really huge. And and don't be afraid to say no to things. That's one of my biggest like faux pas. Is I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do this. I'll do that. But yeah, don't be afraid to say no because you right. do need that sanity time to yourself for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, you should probably only do this podcast. <laughs> Everything else is finished. <laughs> That's right. This is, uh, but uh, I mean, Mercedes, how many appearances a year do you make? Uh, just speaking, you do TED Talks and all the rest of it. But uh, what's your, yeah. what's your, I, what's your, no what's your idea. comfortable, what's your comfortable number to, to be able to balance, I, balance your life? I have no, I don't have no idea. I'd probably do like over 50 the year for sure. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, I, I don't count. <laughs> now, do you have an agent that does this all for you or are you doing no. this? I do yeah. it um, all myself. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> it's been doing everything since I was 16 by myself. So it's oh, working. It's phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> so anything yeah. to pass on? I know you're busy, Sarah, and we're going to let you get to your day of like being with the family. And I appreciate you coming on with us. So anything that you could, you've pulled out of this that you definitely uh, need to pass on to the listeners and be like, this has to happen. You have to be ready for this. Uh, oh, it's, it's definitely like we're in a society, we're in a life where it changes. Like we were regular everyday people. We had our own day jobs and everything and our own little lives and something like this gets thrown at you and you have no idea. And the passport was a huge wake up call. Like I would tell anybody right now, if you are on the fence about it, there's a reason why you're on the fence about it. If you've been contemplating it, there's a reason why that little nagging voice go do it. Cause I didn't listen to that nagging voice for the last three weeks and I missed out seeing a, a couple of really cool things. So I would honestly have it go get, do it for the 10 years. So you don't have to worry about it for the next 10 years, but make sure all that stuff is in order and all your T's are crossed and your eyes are dotted because you just, you never know. I have one quick question for the lady listeners. How many shoes are you packing in your carry-on? Okay. I had to wear heels the entire time. And I was silly enough because I thought maybe there's a gym there. So I brought running shoes, but I didn't pack for the in-between things. And so I just, I literally had running shoes and uh, high heels and that was it. So I learned my lesson having to be in heels for three days straight and walking all over. Yeah, it wasn't nice. Um, So I did go out. um, I went to winners on at the college winners downtown Toronto and I picked up myself a couple pairs of shoes that will very easily fit in my carry on. But but (laughs) I like to point out for the record here that um, you packed a substantial um, you got your gym gear, but you didn't pack underwear. So let's exactly. just, get, just make sure that nothing wrong with commando. I'm just saying nothing wrong with commando. I'm just, I need to, you know, we need a quote for the press. So yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> shoes are important. 
important <laughs> girls, I promise. It's, yeah, so there's going to be like, you know, Sarah appears on the uh, on the podcast and, and uh, Sarah Era uh, does not wear underwear on her trip. And then that's going to be the... <laughs> But she worked out seven times. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Where can people find you online and all the stuff? Not that you need to add more anarchy to your life, but let's just keep it rolling here. Um, I've got a Twitter account. It's at 35 airs, A-Y-R-E-S. Um, and I've got an Instagram account. I don't even know because I changed my Instagram account. Hold with me. Let's the, you know what? Let's let the listeners search for that. Let's that's just, good. That's good. I'm little, all for that. Have a little bit of a game. And if there's any yeah. uh, underwear sponsors out there and you can find her, can you send her some stuff as well? <laughs> send them on down. Awesome. Amazing. Anything uh, Anything for you, Mercedes, before we jump out? No, thank you. Lessons learned. Good lessons. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both very, very much. Sarah, thanks for the time. I know it's been crazy in your world. Go hang out with the kids and uh, all the best for all the, the stuff that's about to happen to you both. Because uh, one of the things I want to also say before we go is that you are... Uh, parlaying this into a lot of um, awareness too, because Dave did have a transplant, and yes, and you guys are meeting with a lot of transplants, and I think that that is going to be a huge new addition to your life, which is going to be super uh, inspirational for all. And uh, Dave's got that big smile, and you've got the you know you're there for support, and you've got a beautiful, great smile, and everyone's going to just uh, fall in love with you both over this. So I think it's really great. So. Thank you. It's huge. It's important to us. And sign your organ donation cards. Sign your cards, my friends. Thank you, Sarah. All right. Thank you so much, Brent. Okay. Here he is, named one of the stars of the game, and there's another first from something he probably never thought he'd get a chance to do. So what did you think of that, Mercedes? I know what shoes I need to pack, and I think she knows what shoes she needs to pack for her trips moving forward. <laughs> no one's thinking about underwear. This is boggles my mind. <laughs> I would think that this would be the first thing that you guys think about, but no. No, it's shoes. Come on, we're girls. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not uh, just her. You know, uh, there's people all over the place that don't have their passport together or maybe, you know, they thought they had it or, you know, it's something as simple that I thought was interesting was that, you know, the maiden name change and sort yeah. of like what she had to go through and what the obstacles were put in her way in order to get that done. It was crazy. But also I, uh, how fast she was able to get it and be able to get out. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could get it that. I mean, I did know that you had a 24 hour, but like, I didn't know you could get it same day kind of thing. Do we have to put a disclaimer on our podcast that you can't, that you can't use this as evidence? Like you can't show <laughs> yeah. up, you can't show up to the passport office and go. Listen, I just listened to Brent and Mercedes talk to Sarah, <laughs> yeah. and she said no, she I got. No, I just said you can get it in twenty four hours, yeah. but I didn't know you could get it same day. But also, she did say she was in a situation, and she's been all over the press. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. Okay, so disclaimer: if you got shit going on, you might get it fast. If you don't, get your shit together. Just be prepared, people. Be ready to go. Okay, well, that was awesome. You know what time it is now. Travel Facts of the Week. And here we go. It is time for the Fun Facts of the Week. And uh, do you want to start? Would you like me to start? I, I found a good one. Um, I'm going to start. Go for it. One third of the world's airports are located in the U.S. One third. One third. How many of them have you been in? Oh, don't. I have no idea. I'm talking about in the U.S. I know, and I have no idea. You have no idea. All over. <laughs> too many. Too, <laughs> too many, many to count. Were you a travel asshole in any of them? 
Hmm. I probably slept in a lot of them. I think you touched on that with your interview with Sarah that you touched on the floor. You slept on the floor. So. Yeah. Yeah. I slept in like JFK. That was uncomfortable. Um, I probably slept in LAX. Not They're not the prettiest of airports. Sarah's dad was a pilot for Air Canada. She mm-hmm. touched on. Check this yeah. out. Did you know that the pilot and his assistant must eat different food in order not to upset their stomach at the same time? See, I read that, and that is something that I think I knew. I had no idea, but it makes sense. You both don't want to eat the salmon, like in the movie Airplane, and then that's it, right? <laughs> it's all it's all over for you. But oh, what man. happens if you've got, like, an asshole pilot that, like, kn- knows that you don't like fish, and he orders the chicken, or she orders the chicken, and leaves you with the fish? So then you got to go a whole flight, like, 10 hours without eating. What about that? Do you no. Rock, paper, I would pack my own snacks. Okay. There we go. What do you got? Be prepared, people. If there's anything we've learned travel on this assholes. travel cast is to be prepared. Because <laughs> travel assholes can be pilots as well. I'd say so. Some of them don't say bye. Anyways, moving on. The next fun fact. There is enough fuel in a Boeing 747 plane to power a car around the entire planet four times. What kind of car? Surely not a car from the 70s. or like or like my first car that had the 80 olds that took five dollars or five dollars worth of gas used to give me a quarter of a tank but then it would be gone in like eight seconds so surely not a car from the 70s we're talking new cars right i have no idea it doesn't it doesn't explain more well that's a hell of a fact but it makes sense but uh that's that's i don't think that's a car from the 70s that's a lot of fuel it's crazy um wow this is interesting how much time do you spend on your phone on average too much 50 percent of Americans research, book, and plan their trips to a new travel destination using only a mobile device. No. Yes. They don't go, they don't use the, the, you know, the laptop. They don't do that. They're using their mobile device for this, which tells you some kind of stat, isn't it? That is quite a stat. All right. A couple, couple more here. Okay. Okay. This is pretty random, but I'm going to read it anyway. Rice was used in the construction of the Great Wall of China. No way. Rice, fun fact, was used. Like it's literally in the wall or was used to serve the people food? Was used in the construction of the Great Wall of China. How the hell do they, that's, I guess we're going to have to look into that. I mean, what happens when it rains? Does it rain there? I've never been. It rains all the time. It rains all the time. I've been there four times. It's it, it rains a lot. All right. I guess we'll do. Uh, this is an interesting one, given the uh, the um, world, uh, you know, heat meter as it's called right now, and global warming. But Mexico City is sinking by up to fifteen inches a year in certain places. Fifteen oh, like that. inches a year. That's a lot of people. Yeah. They have a big population. It's sinking. So that's a question. You know, like, what's what's next? What's going on there? Like, what, are they going to have to relocate people? Or are they going to have to build up? What's in place? I'm sure you guys are going to have to Google it to find out. All yeah, right. Interesting. couple more. One for you, one for me. Then we'll get you out of here. Oh, okay. Did you know in Morocco there are goats that regularly climb trees to have a meal? In Morocco. Morocco. <laughs> have you ever been to Morocco? No, I have Oh, no, I haven't. You haven't. You had to think about that one. I did have to think about that one. Okay. So if you're ever in Morocco, have a look for the goats, yeah? In trees, eating. In trees, eating. Well, I would think the funny part about that is that... I have been to Morocco. You had to think about that. I totally... Yeah, I just... You know, sometimes you travel so much you forget (laughs) where you go. But, well, I would imagine that you would be able to 
touch on this subject and have been like, I was in Morocco and saw goats and trees eating, but... I don't even think I really saw that many trees in Morocco. I was there for like half a day. It doesn't even... It counts. Uh, I went on a tour, but like... It counts. I didn't but... see goats and trees, but now I kind of want to go back. All right. So given your locale and how many mountains you've been on and in the cold, during a normal flight, the temperature outside of your plane is around minus 60 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a great fun fact. That's colder than almost anywhere on Earth at any given moment of the year. But notice how they said almost. So there's got to be a place colder than outside of your plane (laughs) somewhere on the planet. It's probably higher. What do we fly at? Like 36,000 feet? Maybe it's at 40,000. It's colder. Hey, yo. What about the top of uh, Blackcomb there? It's pretty cold up there, too. No? No, it's it's like minus five. Depends on the day. Well, thanks. I've always wondered that how cold it is outside when you're flying, haven't you? You know when you like see the the, the frost coming up on the windows. I mean, uh, yes. There's always like I, sometimes you'll see it on the screen and it, it it'll show you how cold it is outside, and then it just makes me like want to make sure that uh, all is well with the plane. Everything's okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same, same. You end up thinking like worst case scenario. What if that wing ripped off right now? <laughs> what would I do? We- <laughs> Cold. That's what you would be. That's what <laughs> you would, would be, be flying. So prepare yourselves, people. Bring jackets, double jackets, <laughs> just Minus in 16. case. Just in case. Thanks for this week, Mercedes. This was a fun episode. I uh, hope you, the listeners learned a thing or two about last-minute travel. Thanks to our guest, Sarah Ayers, for popping on through all the anarchy in her life. And um, let our people know where they can find her, Mercedes. MercedesNickel.com and everything on social, MercedesNickel, N-I-C-O-L-L. Amazing. All right, friend, until next week, we'll talk soon. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast, podcast for you. you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy is something you do.